Good evening, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. It's Kim Sternfeld, and you're listening to the Concierge Hub. I think I'm going to do a stat report because I heard some news today that is a little disturbing. Uh, I was on a phone today with a university, actually my alma mater, St. John's, as they were launching to about 200 of their Appy students, the new remote Appy students with uh, rotations, which are starting tomorrow. We are getting a slug of St. John's University students on our remote AmpCare Appy so that they can graduate on time in May, the week of May 20th, if they have one segment left. And again, those that have two have also been placed to do remote Appies with a number of the uh, preceptors who have you know, pivoted their business. And those individuals will graduate June 30th. So again, graduating a little late, but still graduating. It's not the end of the world. One of the things that was discussed as it was brought to light, kind of as an overview of the State Board of Pharmacy positions on how our students are graduating now and what their licensing scenarios are going to be. And that's where I got a little, little concerned because apparently uh, part three, the compounding, you need to be in a very close proximity. Actually, St. John's is one of the labs that actually does the testing for State Board of Pharmacy in the state of New York. And I'm sure that any university that would be doing that uh, practice uh, board would have to have people too close than what perhaps is uh, socially distant. So from what I understand, I don't know whether the word is postponed, delayed, canceled, but the students who normally would be able to take that compounding exam shortly after graduation, apparently that process won't go so smoothly. So that puts students in a position where they won't be able to complete their licensing requirements to now practice as a licensed PharmD. Disappointing when you spend so many years, so much money getting to that point, and none of this is your fault. The COVID virus doesn't uh, you know, treat anybody differently. It's, it's attacking all of us. So it was concern of mine because some of the things they're looking at, and believe me, all the colleges of pharmacy, all the accreditation bureaus, the state board of pharmacy, they're in constant contact because they need to get these students graduated and licensed and into the workforce. Uh, so it's really important and everybody's on the same page. They just not, may not be turning it as quickly as the students would like because this will hurt the students. Obviously, when you come out of school, you know there's a little delay between the time you graduate and the time you get licensed. That's natural. Been around forever. But, you know, those are a couple of months that you work uh, and you study. And at that point, you know, you may have to start even pay back some student loans, but at least there's a light at the end of the tunnel. What I don't like now is that with a delay, and again, there was no discussion about what uh, Naviat or Fannie Mae or Sally Mae would do in terms of loans, but the concern is that without having an income and having a job and a position to practice as a pharmacist, that makes that unbearable situation even worse. So the other thing that the state boards are talking about is, uh, and again, most of this conversation was New York because that's where we are uh, and that's where St. John's is. But um, apparently there's some discussion about granting what are called interim licenses for about 120 days to allow the pharmacies to then complete that part three, 
so that they could get their license in a timely manner. Now, then there are issues of NABLEX because the ability for those testing to be done, again, it goes back to what is going to be safe. Are they going to be able to put 200 students in a room and not keep them too close? Well, maybe they would only put 100 in the room if they had to socially distance them. We're not talking about cheating on a test. We're talking about saving a life and following the guidelines of social distancing. So the capacity of NAPLEX to provide all of the tests needed is limited by their ability to put the fannies in the seats. Again, not your fault, not your problem. Well, it is your problem if it does affect your ability to earn a, earn a salary. So after I got off that phone, I was, I was depressed. I mean, this doesn't take much to get me depressed nowadays when you're isolated and so many bad things are happening. But these students are our, they're our future. Next generation providers are important to get into the marketplace, no matter what the cost. So I know that the, the traditional entities are working very hard to help the students. But I thought of something that we could do as well, because the model that RxVIP Concierge has created, where you collaborate with a physician, and today it's telehealth. I mean, we're not going to tell you that uh, to, you know, yesterday, six weeks ago, when we were in the office, that model worked beautifully. And it was a really nice way for a pharmacist to practice at the height of his or her license and diploma with the clinical knowledge. But knowing that we are not dispensing any medication in the PharmD concierge program, knowing that there is no inventory, no inventory to count or no inventory to be responsible as a C2 uh, inventory, and there is no real, it's not a pharmacy that you're working in. You're working in, I guess you could call it, a virtual pharmacy with no inventory, which means that no regulatory issues from the State Board of Pharmacy in any state, not just New York. We never see a State Board of Pharmacy inspector when we were at Dr. Michael Goodman's office, Dr. Adam Cohn's office for years. Why would they come there? And then we're not, we're not under their perusal, under their guidelines. We don't dispense medication. So nothing that we do is mandated or governed by the State Board of Pharmacy. So in thinking about the fact that when you graduate, let's say that first group that graduates on time, the first, you know, the third week of May, because they finished their rotation. Well, they are able to work with our XVIP concierge the day after graduation. Once you have the diploma, you can work with us. And when I mean work with it, it's not like as a student, it's not like as an intern. It's not like a grad intern. It's not like a resident where they pay you half of what uh, a normal full salary is. You're going to be paid like you are a Farm D. But in our model, you don't need to have a license. Now, do we want, do we expect, do we hope that you will continue and need you to continue that journey to complete your pathway to get your license after only putting in six years and, and six figures worth of uh, tuition, you must complete the journey, even if it takes four months or five months. I can speak towards personal experience. When I graduated, uh, there was no COVID. There were no delays in my rotation. 
The delay was I wasn't smart enough to pass the NAPLEX, and I failed it by one stinking point. One stinking point. And I couldn't get the bell curve or the curve to give me the passing grade I needed. So I did not get licensed the first year that I was after graduation. So if you're talking about four months now in a delay, okay, that's bad. But I decided that life had to go on. I had to be, uh, you know, wait to take the test again. And I did. And I passed it. And then I got licensed. But looking back now, after 47 years, you know, it doesn't really matter that that one year was lost. It really wasn't lost. It's experience. You learn how to hit the curveball. You learn how to you know, deal with disappointment, things that don't exactly go the way that they want. So, you know, I kept working in the, in the store that I was working in and made a living. It wasn't what I dreamed of that first year where you expect to get that, uh, that nice six-figure salary. Well, you'll get it, you know. And I got it, but it wasn't, it took time. So I, I don't want the fondies to think who are graduating that, you know, there's not a light at the end of the tunnel. It is. And I'm hoping that, and I spoke to a very sweet fondie today from, uh, from uh, Florida. It was school, maybe Southern Florida. It was uh, Amy, and I remember that because that's my daughter's name. And Amy doesn't have the issue with the rotation. She's graduating on time. But she does have an issue in getting a job because – you know, the people who she thought were going to make her an offer are not doing it. They're contracting in the positions that they had. They're going to do it internally because cost factors are going to be prevalent across the entire continuum of pharmacy. And there are going to be many, many people who aren't going to have a job that even was promised or even if they weren't promised, it's going to be much tougher. There'll be more people out there, much more competitive. And through competition comes compression of salary. So even if you get that position, the employers, you know, can certainly get away with reducing their investment in you. Well, our investment in the FarmD next generation providers is un unwavering. So in thinking about what we can do, we are launching a stand up to COVID initiative on May 20th. And we're going to be doing a lot of things nationwide to educate, to empower patients who either were testing positive or never did test positive. But there are 300 million people who are scared and frightened by what's going on. So we'll provide on their cell phone information. And if you were to text RXVIP to 67634, that is 67634. Text RXVIP and see what happens. We'll connect with you. We'll be your companion for COVID. We'll give you support on how to deal with the stress that I'm sure is building up to unbelievable levels within you by being a healthcare provider, by being on the front lines. So do that. But the point is that we're going to try at that same time. And this just came up from today because I heard from St. John's, what the challenge is. Well, if there's a challenge, if there's a problem, I like to see if I can assist in fixing that problem. So we spoke to our team and we said, would we be able to accommodate Farm Ds into our program? They're not licensed, 
But we all decided we want them, we need them because of COVID-19 and because they can't be the victims of this pandemic where they can't enter the workforce immediately after graduation. So we are going to inspire and educate and then hire these before they get their license. And we're going to put them into the clinical tracks and the baseline encounters that a licensed pharmacist would be doing, a licensed PharmD, because from a compliance standpoint and a legal standpoint and a billing standpoint, because at the end of the day, billing is going to be what's going to pay you more than you would make in a traditional retail environment. We want that next generation PharmD to get started right out of the box. So we are going to be announcing and hiring and inspiring PharmD candidates who might think that the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't look so bright. I think you'll find that when you work in our clinical environment, when you work collaboratively with a physician, when you use new technologies, not new technologies, but advanced technologies like telemedicine, and be able to deliver the care and compassion and empathy and all of the value-based services that we did when we were in the office, I think you're going to love it. And I think you're going to say, I'm glad I took this path. So keep listening. We're going to put a lot of information out. going to create some little videos that you could watch in 10 minutes. You'll see what the RX VIP concierge program is about, and you'll get excited. Not because it's a dream, not because it's something you don't think, not because you have to apply for like a residency and cross your fingers to hope for a match. We want to match you. We will match you. You are 100% matched to this program. Just think about where you want to work because we're not sending you anywhere. We're going to discuss where you want to work and who you want to work with. Maybe there's a doctor in your family, in your neighborhood. Maybe there's someone, maybe there are two pharmacists, three pharmacists who like to work together because they went to school together. So we're going to be doing that. We're going to be building the next standard of patient engagement over telemedicine with the PharmD Concierge Program. So I just want to say thank you for your service to the PharmDs who are going into the front lines and working at retail locations or hospitals. I want to say thank you for putting in and having the intestinal fortitude to finish six years of a very didactic and very challenging and experiential pathway. And to know that the industry cares, RxVIP cares, we will do things all along the way to make sure that you can advance your career as a healthcare professional and be paid for those services like a provider. So stay well, stay strong, and we will talk to you very soon.